It's the Adam Ritz Show, a social awareness talk show touching on fellowship, leadership, philanthropy, and more. Adam hosts the show on location from coast to coast, interviewing college students, student athletes, campus administrators, professional athletes, and social experts about social issues ranging from bullying to Twitter and everything in between. And now, it's your social awareness radio host, Adam Ritz. The Adam Ritz Show is in Memphis, Tennessee, at the University of Memphis, and we are broadcasting in front of this live studio audience. That is a wonderful, warm reception. Thank you very much, Memphis Tigers and the Kappa Alpha Order for hosting uh, the Adam Rich Show. And our, our guest is DJ Balage. Did I say that right? Yes, sir. DJ Balage, you've been singled out by your peers and your administration for being caught in the act. This is called the Caught in the Act Award, and what we do is we find somebody that's gone above and beyond, whether it's integrity or character or community service, and we like to just highlight their service work on their uh, home campus and uh, talk about how you give back to your community. Is that, do you know that's why you're up here? I do not. So do you, do you? Maybe I was misinformed. <laughs> Do you give back to your community? Yes, sir. Okay, good. Then it was you. <laughs> then I've got the right guy up here. Tell us about your campus and what you do on it. Um, I'm from William Jewell College in Liberty, Missouri. Um, currently, we work with two women battered shelters. Um, we go there about two or three times a semester, um, reach out to them and help them whatever they need. How did that start, and how long have you been doing it? Um, we had a member that um, had reached out through a nonprofit organization and decided that that was our best uh, benefit uh, as being a member of the Cap Alpha Order and being chivalrous. And when they were contacted, were they on board from the get-go, or were they, were they like, hold on, a bunch of frat guys, or what are we doing? No, they were very open, and they knew of uh, our, our organization on campus at William Jewell, um, and they accepted us right away. Well, it's important to note, I like to highlight community service projects. You know, sometimes, uh, is there funding? Do you raise money, or do you, or do you help out with your man hours? Um, we do most of our man hours, yeah. but we also do a little bit of a funding. A little bit of funding, too. Okay. Then you do a little bit of both. Because yeah. I, I like to point out, you, you know, sometimes you don't have to raise cash or money to help an organization. Sometimes you can just use your, your time and your man hours to help them. You can also use your uh, social media platforms to promote their cause. And I'm sure when you work with them, you'll also post that on your Facebook page. Yes, sir. And what is uh, your Facebook page so we can check that out? Um, I believe it's K.A. William Jewell College. Okay, that's DJ from William Jewell College. Thank you so much Thank for you. helping out the planet. <laughs> Let's have a round of applause for DJ. And for everybody here at the University of Memphis, thank you so much for having the Adam Rich Show. You can catch up with The Adam Ritz Show online. Podcasts of recent shows, including this one, can be found at adamritzshow.com. Like us on Facebook at Facebook slash Adam Ritz Show or follow at Adam Ritz on Twitter. I'm on the campus of Missouri State University in Springfield, Missouri with Casey Hunt. Hi, Casey. How are you? Good, Adam. How are you tonight? I am doing fantastic. I'm so happy and proud to be here with you at Missouri State and uh, your office of Associate Athletic Director. You work very closely uh, with all the student-athletes on campus, and we're here today to honor you and your student-athletes with a community service project we've been hearing about. And what is this called? It's called Meals a Million. Meal, meals a Million. Meals a Million. Okay. Um, basically what we do is you get a team of five, um, all our student-athletes and athletic administrators, uh, went over to our expo center over here, and we helped out uh, this program where you actually stuff meals for the hunger 
and they get sent overseas. So you got to pack a million meals uh, within three days, and they you go in different shifts. So we went in two-hour shifts and uh, reached uh, the million meals that we send overseas to the folks that are in hunger. And it's five student athletes at once doing this over a three-day period, or, or is it groups of five team members? And, and is, does each team compete to try to win the we, most meals? We have a little competition within ourselves, but it's actually, it, it's such a huge project that you're, um, there, there's teams of, of 10, so you have 10 people, so it could be made up of coaches and, and players, or it could be all administrators, you have your mix, and we just have a little competition within ourselves to see how many meals we could do. So, for example, our team did um, 45 boxes in our two hours, which was um, the highest that were, the highest number of meals that were done in the shortest period of time. So it's, uh, it's a little, little game that we play. They play all kinds of um, music over there. So you dance, you hoot, you holler, um, and you have a lot of fun. You meet a lot of different people. It's meals a million, and it goes overseas to military people. Is that right. what you said? It goes to uh, young children that are um, in need of food, um, just hunger packages. So it could go to military. It could also go to um, uh, poor people. Okay, I got you. I, I got lost yeah. in the military. So it doesn't go to the mil- the military. Doesn't distribute it. No. This is okay. What constitutes a, a meal? I mean, you can't just throw an apple and a banana in a sack and say, "There's one done." Th- this is funny. Everybody has a job responsibility, and if somebody misses, you're out of meal. Basically, is what happens. <laughs> so, for example, is I may have one cup of rice. I may have. Um, somebody who's next to me who has a scoop of beans, uh, somebody who's next to me has a scoop of dried vegetables, and you put them all together, but you got to put them in packages, um, and you, you're in a specific order of how the packages have to be done. And then at the end of the line, you have somebody who actually seals the packages, and then you pass them on down to get stuffed in the boxes. So yeah, everybody has a specific responsibility. What time of year does this take place? Uh, we did it in uh, November. Okay, and it's uh, Missouri State. Now, do you have a, a bear logo on on the on the meal on the package for no, each person? Do no. they do they know it's coming from Missouri <laughs> State? No, they don't. They it's uh, everybody takes part in it within the community. It's a community wide effort. We just it's, it's a university wide effort for us to help with this project that's in town. So there's no bear head stamped or anything, but okay. you could uh, like I said, just an in house competition that we have. All right. Well, check it out. Uh, I'm sure you can Google more information. Absolutely. Maybe a Facebook page is out there. It's Meals a Million at Missouri State with their athletic department. Uh, Casey Hunt is our guest. And before we let you go, let's talk uh, athletics. Tell us uh, about some give it, bragging rights here on campus. What uh, What's one of the teams that's really excelling, maybe with a huge bright future in the near future? Well, we, you know, our athletics program has been very successful. Um, you know, we've, we've been to two Final Fours on the women's side. Uh, Jackie Stiles, uh, the all-time NCAA leading scorer, is back on campus as part of our coaching staff. Um, our baseball program has been to the uh, World Series up in Omaha. Uh, so we, we've had a lot of success. Uh, we, we continue to have that, that success, and uh, our programs are excelling. And uh, our biggest our biggest fame to claim, and, and what I love to see, is our all-sports trophy, which is an academic award um, and an athletic award that comes from our conference office. And uh, it's, it's amongst all our institutions, and it's pretty hard to earn because it's based on on place, uh, team placement um, for each one of our sports. And the, the least number of points you have, you get to win that award, and we won it two years ago. So I'm hoping that our teams can get back there and win it again and bring it back to Missouri State. And that's based on grades. It is, absolutely. So, yeah. so not only uh, flexible and strong, smart as heck. Absolutely. Right. It, is, it is student athlete. <laughs> <laughs> Casey Hunt, thank you so much for your time. We wish you uh, more success here at Missouri State. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you, Adam.
is Jeff Saturday. You're listening to the Adam Rick Show. Thank you so much for hanging out with the Adam Rich Show. As we continue from Wichita Falls, Texas, I'm on the campus of Midwestern State University with head football coach Bill Maskell. Hi, Bill. How are you? Good, good. Glad to be able to visit with you tonight, Adam. We are on campus to uh, honor you and your uh, student-athletes, the football players, for your community service. Tell us about some of the service projects you guys have. Well, two of the most recent things that we did uh, was Friday night. We always do something on the eve or the morning of our spring game. We divided up our teams, uh, our, our, our entire team, into a maroon gold scrimmage. Okay. Half of the team went down to Straight Street, which is a ministry for underprivileged inner city kids, and we sat there and played games with them for uh, we were supposed to be about an hour, and our kids got so excited about what they were doing that we stayed two hours. And then the other half uh, went for Relay for Life uh, on campus here where they were uh, uh, kids were walking and running and what have you for uh, for cancer uh, survivors? That's great. How do how do your players respond when when the head coach says, um, you know, I, I can guess how they respond when you say do a, do more sit ups, do more calisthenics, lift more weights, practice harder. How do they respond when you say, hey guys, guess what? We're going to get involved with community service. Well, what we try to tell them is that you know we want to give back to the community. Uh, we've got extraordinary talent for our level. Uh, some people don't have the abilities to to do what we do. Uh, let's go see if we can't give something back to the community. And in doing that, we've made friends with the community, and then people come out and watch us. And and then and then as as you speak about tonight, then we've got to we've got to be able to 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 continue to be good citizens within the community as well. So you, you do see that in the uh, in the stands. The oh, you yeah, know you help yeah. them, they help you. They show up to the games we and cheer you on. We our quarterback is one of our quarterbacks is from Wichita Falls, and he's got a little nephew that. That he might he can't be more than two feet high, three feet maybe, and he's twelve years old. But he's really really uh, sharp, really sharp. And and he was the last kid I talked to on uh, uh, on Friday night. And he said, uh, "Well, I want to come watch you guys play this. Well, our game is tomorrow night." And they they had a big thing at Straight Street downtown uh, Saturday night. They had a uh, hip hop uh, rapper and this <laughs> and that and the other. He says, "I'll be there." And there was another little girl that was right there with him. She says, "Can I come with you?" Well, no, she said, how much does it cost? We said, it's free. So the two of them, mom, dad, uncle, somebody brought them. And my wife, who was that, went down and took pictures, uh, she said she saw the little guy afterwards. So he was all excited about it. Of course, he had vested interest with, with his nephew that, or his uncle that was, playing, that was here. So, but, I, but I think that uh, uh, the lady that ran the Straight Street, her son is, is a rising high school senior, that she wants us to look at to recruit. Okay. So, I mean, in a, in, and we're 100,000 people in the community, but it's a small 100,000 people. And uh, it's we go, we do in the fall, we go read to the elementary kids. Uh, we've done a cleanups, uh, we, you, know, you name it, we've tried to get involved in Well, it. good. That's inspirational for our listening audience to hear that uh, there are college kids across the country that – don't just care about sports or their degree or their college, but they care about their community too. Bill Maskell is our guest. He's the head football coach at Midwestern State University. We're in Wichita Falls, Kansas. I'm sorry, Wichita Falls, Texas. Uh, I still got I've got Wichita State on the brain from yeah, the, from March yeah, Madness. Um, how? Where are we? We're like two hours outside of Dallas. Yeah, we're we're two hours hour and forty minutes north of the Dallas Fort Worth airport. We'd be northwest of Denton. We're, we're 
we call the Metroplex, Dallas, Fort Worth. We're you're part, part of Dallas, yeah. Fort Worth. Okay. Yeah. And uh, your coaching stops along the way. Settle a, a, a bet I have in my own head with myself. Uh, you were telling me you've coached at Vanderbilt. Um, what are some of the other Division One programs you coached with? Well, prior to Vanderbilt, and, and you got to understand what I'm getting ready to tell you, is we've moved uh, some by design, some not by design. Okay, I got Coaching, you. you win, you keep going. Sometimes you lose and you don't keep going. <laughs> but we, uh, my wife counted up one time we'd made 22 moves. Wow. Uh, and that, some of those are double moves, okay. but, you know, maybe 12 or 13 places, colleges. But we coached uh, before Vanderbilt, uh, Wake Forest, before Wake, I was head coach at Southeast Missouri in Cape Girardeau, where Rush Limbaugh is from. Okay. Uh, before that, we were at Oregon for five years. Oregon, okay. Before that, we were at Tulane for two years. Uh, before that, we were at Louisville for a year. Before that, we were at Arizona State for two years. Before that, we were at uh, Vanderbilt for four years. So okay. we've, we've kind of did the Vanderbilt gig twice. Vanderbilt, Wake Forest, Arizona State, Oregon. I'm hearing some pretty big D1 college programs. And I have this sort of theory in my head that um you know division two division three student athletes especially in football um there's really not that much of a difference division one gets all the attention and they've got the huge stadiums but you've got is this is midwestern state university division two or three division two division two so your players i've met some of them today they're still we're talking six foot seven i've seen some you know some guys that were just as big and strong as people i've met in the nfl oh yeah We've there's got, that much talent out there in america one of our players uh played the 2011 season was the eighth pick of the second round started all the games for the carolina panthers last year and made all rookie team this year so coming out of division two that's we're pretty proud of that that's awesome did he what was his name uh, amini silatulu Okay, did he, at this level, just clean up? He was really good. He, I mean, he, i got to believe, if you can hang in the NFL with that elite, that in Division II, you're just cleaning up with your eyes well, closed. Well, he was dominant. He was yeah. dominant. But, uh, and we it was got, all coaching. It was all coaching. Well, I don't know about that. He was pretty good. He, 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 he played. He signed with uh, Reno out of, out of Journey College and didn't get his grades. And then we kind of hung with him, and then all of a sudden he couldn't go to Reno because his clock was ticking. And he made a visit here in central Missouri, and he chose here, and, and he was came in, and right away he was a really good player. That's great to hear. I love, I love hearing these football stories. Um, but mainly we love hearing about your community service as well on this Social Awareness Radio Show. So, Bill Maskell, head coach at Midwestern State University, thank you so much for coming on and uh, spending some time with us. Thank well, you. We appreciate it. Thanks for having us, and look forward to having you back. Adam Ritz is a media personality and keynote speaker interviewing amazing people from coast to coast. Follow him on Twitter at Adam Ritz or listen to him now on The Adam Ritz Show. And we welcome you back and we thank you for joining us on The Adam Ritz Show. And I am very pleased to introduce our next guest is Hunter Smith. Hello, Hunter Smith. Hello. How are you doing, Adam? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Doing very well. Hunter Smith, you're a hard guy to introduce because um, there's a lot of things going on in your life. I guess we should uh, first off, right off the bat, say you're an NFL veteran. Uh, you played with the uh, Washington Redskins and the Indianapolis Colts maybe a decade in the league? Twelve years, yeah. Twelve years? Yeah, ten of those with the Colts, two of them with the Redskins. As a punter, and um, I don't know if it was in high school or when the nickname Hunter the Punter stuck, but that was an obvious one. Yeah, it was in college. I went to Notre Dame for uh, college, and the first time I jogged out on the field, 
for a, a game. The, the commentator acted as though he had been waiting all offseason <laughs> to say this. <laughs> Here comes Hunter the punter, and it kind of stuck. And everybody, 80,000 people cheer. You roll your eyes. Yeah, absolutely. Been hearing it since I was seven. Yeah. Well, since you brought up Notre Dame, uh, a little tidbit about Hunter Smith. You were a high school quarterback, is that correct? And you were recruited uh, all over the country as a quarterback. That's right. That's right. Went to Notre Dame, actually, to play receiver and quarterback. And they needed a punter that first year. And I told them I would uh, I would fill in if they needed me to. I never thought for a second that it would be a full-time gig, uh, really, until I was drafted into the NFL and uh, I did get to be Peyton Manning's third quarterback uh, for most of my career here in Indianapolis. So that was a good uh, that was a good way to uh, scratch that quarterback itch. But as you probably noticed, I didn't get to play a whole lot. <laughs> I'm a little shocked that you at Notre Dame were just it was that you said that like it was a throwaway thought like you they needed some punters yeah I guess I'll try it did you not do that in high school no I did I was an you all okay. I was an all-state punter in Texas okay. it just was all not right. it, it just was not what I thought I would do and uh there was a, a time actually there in my freshman sophomore year somewhere around there where Lou Holtz he was he was my coach he pulled me into his office and he was like how are you doing and I said well I'm re- I really disgruntled and I'm punting only I want to play something else and he said son one of these days you're going to play for 10 years in the NFL and I'm not going to be the coach who gets you injured playing some other position and robs you of that opportunity and lo and behold I didn't play 10 I played 12. I'll be darned I'll be darned Hunter Smith Hunter the punter joining us uh, from Notre Dame to the NFL and beyond Uh, and we bring you on the show to talk about your new book we have it right here it's called The Jersey Effect and I guess uh, we can just start with the title. What is the Jersey Effect? Well, there are two Jersey Effects. We hope that people come and uh, through reading the book and, and, and taking in the message that they're able to go and use their jersey to make a positive effect on the world. Um, but unfortunately, uh, a large portion of the content of the book deals with the negative effect that the jersey is having on people and the lack of priority we have in our culture towards sports and how that is tearing apart, uh, really, people. So it's a twofold, it's kind of a play on words, the jersey effect, how it affects the person wearing the jersey, yeah. the pro athlete, um, for the rest of his life, his or her life, and then also the effect that that jersey on the athlete can have on his right. his or her community. So um, I, I guess we talk a lot about the platform people are given. If you are a professional athlete, sure. you're given a national, maybe an international platform to do good beyond your sport. Uh, and I guess that's somewhat uh, some of the examples in the book. It is, and there, there are a lot of them. When I was uh, a young boy, I went to a a camp in Texas, and I heard a guy speak, and he was an ex-NFL player, and I remember listening to him, watching the the power of his words and his platform and his stature and position on the kids, and I remember thinking, that's what I want to do. And uh, I set out to do it, and have done it uh, to a degree, but also I've seen the pitfalls in my life where I've let the jersey affect me negatively and rob me of that um, of that position, of that platform, and really the Jersey effect is my way of, of making a comeback and saying, no, 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 we're going to do this right this time, and we're going to preemptively reach into the culture and hopefully change the future Jersey effects of a lot of other athletes. So how long has the book been out? What's the, um, the feedback? The, uh, I guess, uh, how are people reacting to it? It's really, it's, it's, 
far exceeded our expectations. Uh, it really has. And, and the great thing about it, one of the statistics in the book that, that you read is that 78% of NFL football players are divorced and or bankrupt within two years of retirement. And one of the great things about the book is I don't believe it addresses just NFL players or college players or athletes in general. It addresses all people who have a dream or something that ends and leaves them in a crisis. Because essentially that is uh, one of the negative effects of the jersey. It does leave people in a crisis when they take it off. That is uh, amazing. And it's great that you can bring um, your experiences as a professional athlete and really bring them into the real world, too. Uh, it says here, forward written by Tony Dungy, um, who... Uh, he now he coached a little during the end of your tenure with the Colts. Is that correct? Actually, no? uh, seven years. I oh, was, se- okay. I was there uh, for three years when Tony got there, and I co- and I played until he was done. Okay, so great. We so went to the Super Bowl and did the whole thing as player coach. You've got the player coach um, relationship, and now uh, that you're not a player anymore, you w- what is your relationship now with Tony? Obviously, I, I, I'm assuming it's still pretty strong since he wrote the forward for your book. It is. Tony's a great friend. You know, it was really neat. As a coach, there's nobody like Tony. Uh, we were great friends when we were, when he was coaching, and we've been great friends since. He has uh, been f- willing to endorse, stand behind everything I've wanted to do post-NFL, uh, including writing the forwards of this book. I can't thank him enough. Hunter Smith is our guest, a 12-year veteran of the NFL, now an author uh, with the book, the Jersey Effect, and I'm going to assume uh, thejerseyeffect.com, or how can we look this up? Jerseyeffect.com. There you go, jerseyeffect.com. And not only is Hunter Smith uh, a former athlete and an author, but you're also uh, a rock star. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or is it country music? I'm sorry if, I say, if rock's not the right no, word. No, no, it, it, uh, country uh, rock star. You're a country rock star. Right, we, we are, uh, I am the front man for the Hunter Smith Band. The Hunter Smith Band. And again, I'm going to guess, huntersmithband.com? Uh, absolutely. You, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, uh, we want to play one of these songs uh, on the show today. So uh, tell us a little bit about the track we're going to hear. We're going to play a song called Be There. Uh, Be There is a song that I wrote for parents, really. And I think that in our culture, I've watched a lot of parents lay their families just on that altar of success and, and, and that go-getter attitude, thinking that more money makes you know the wheel uh, turn smoother and, and makes their homes better. And really what makes homes better is not more money, it's more time. And uh, the idea is that there are a lot of great things that happen in your life as a parent uh, with your children, and I want to be there for those great things. Oh, that is great. Okay, this is Be There from the Hunter Smith Band. There's a thousand things that are pulling at me Planes to catch and calls in overtime People I gotta meet Places I gotta be But life is so much more Than just the bottom line Cause there's only one time When you hear that cry And you see yourself in your baby's eyes Only one first time to see that face there's only one time when you catch your breath Cause you're reaching out for that first step You know you never 
pockets full of gold There's choices I gotta make Some things I gotta change Cause I don't wanna miss out What matters most Be There from the Hunter Smith Band off the album Green. And there's more information at huntersmithband.com. And we have Hunter Smith uh, with us right now talking about music now in the band. Now tell us, okay, NFL career, 12 years. Um, you are very, uh, um, I guess, passionate and proactive within your community and your church and your faith. And also your band. I mean, how did the band come about? We were, I was in a band while I was playing in the NFL. And we disbanded at one point, and then a portion of us came and got back together to form the Hunter Smith Band. Uh, the band before was a contemporary Christian band uh, from a genre sense, and now we are uh, in the mainstream as a country rock band. The Hunter Smith Band is, it's, it's not limited to this, but it is a part of the Jersey Effect. They're very related because one of the things we've done in the world of athletics is we have denied people the opportunity to pursue their other dreams outside of athletics it all it has to be you know even these days you can't do more than one sport yeah. uh, and so um as a band i'm i'm stepping out and saying look i've developed a musical gift beyond football what is it beyond football what is it beyond soccer or basketball or hockey or whatever your sport is that you are really what is your god-given purpose beyond that i want to in, influence people to do that incidentally it happens to be um, through a band that is legitimate with good songs and a great sound. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a legitimate. It's a real band. You travel. Yeah. You, uh, I mean, you play, and there's on uh, there's an audience. <laughs> Absolutely, people come to the shows. People actually pay us to play, and and buy the CDs. So. They cheer. I mean, what yeah. are some of the reactions you're getting uh, outside of your own backyard? Maybe coast to coast, internationally. Some of the emails you're getting about the band. Oh, sure. Well, people love it. They do, and you'd be surprised internationally how much people love country music. Oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah, and we just we get all kinds of incredible feedback about songs, and you know, we write from personal experience biographical things funny things sad things powerful things and uh really you know music is such an international language it is able to touch people and i feel like that's what we're doing okay hunter smith uh, we want to thank you for coming on and i want to invite you back on uh anytime to be not only a a guest but maybe a co-host and we'll talk about um your work with all pro dad we'll talk about your book the jersey effect we'll talk about your band hunter smith band all of it fits right into what we're talking about here on the adam rich show with social awareness radio so we'd love to have you back and we'd love to keep in touch with you i'm sure our listeners would too what are some of the ways they can keep in touch with you twitter facebook etc we are uh Really going to our website, huntersmithband.com, links you to everything. I'm on Twitter at Hunter Smith. Um, we've got the whole the, the whole kit and caboodle, the whole reindeer games of the Internet. It's all there, Facebook, Twitter, website. All right, so he was Hunter the Punter. Now he's Hunter the Singer. And you're rolling your eyes at me. Country rock star. <laughs> <laughs> The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live, both in studio and across the country. For information on this broadcast, including how to hear this show on a station in your city, visit adamritzshow.com.